Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Sean, Chris, and Lee. Oh, he is there. He is there. <laughs> I, would, I did wonder where he'd gone for a second. Dramatic oh, build. Sorry about that. I'm, I'm still in the days. Why would you be in a daze? Do you know, do you know I'm, where, I'm using a uh, Austin Martin coloured um, mic lead for my mic tonight that oh. I, I, I changed over just because of this. <laughs> We've got Mercedes coloured ones here, all black with a tiny little bit of silver on them, claiming that the silver. Oh, and there's a little bit of blue as well, so it's, it's, it's full on Mercedes. Are they not quite as fast as the last generation of leads? <laughs> given, given that the mic keeps sort of bouncing up and down, then I think we're using last year's. <laughs> I, I have a white coloured mic lead oh. and a blue and silver headphone lead so I'm repping Haas and Alpine mm-hmm. needs more pink in there uh, yeah for the first three minutes of the podcast anyway <laughs> <laughs> so F1 is back Yes. Hooray. It was a thing. It happened. Um, what did we all think to the first race? Obviously, we'll go through it in more detail. But sort of Boring. Is it going to be another season where it's just Red Bull, everybody else? <laughs> From no, what yeah, we've seen is. so far, Maybe. I mean, did we see much of Verstappen after the opening lap? No, because no. other, other semi-exciting things were going on while he was just pissing off into the distance. I mean, that's fine. It, it holds yeah. your interest in the moment. But I think over the course of the year, we want to see a bit more going on at the front, don't we? I think there's two things to remember here. I mean, and the fact, Obviously, Red Bull have built a good car, and that's quite ominous. Um, but this has traditionally been a rubbish race. And a way to make that race more rubbish is to put it at the beginning of the season so you're dead excited to watch a race, then you've got to watch that one. And then a way to make it even more rubbish is to have testing there the week before so cars get more chance to be dialed in. Yeah, you know, it's the, it, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not giving up on the season just because this race was rubs. Oh, no, no, not giving up on the season. I just... Opening races, as I alluded to at the end of uh, last week's podcast, well, well, the end of my part of last week's podcast, <laughs> Um, was uh, can be exciting when you get a lot of failures and mm. you know um, uh, new cars etc. I think the, I think the beginning the, the the first race of last season was quite exciting, but this one it was a bit it was like test plus one. It was just a bit mm. a little bit cautious by everybody. Um, I mean, there was stuff going on. Don't get me wrong; it wasn't like a like a procession, but it was just. Um, I don't know. I found it difficult to. I found it really difficult to get excited about. I'm really sorry, everyone. But I, did, I, I didn't get that excited about the race on Sunday. No. It was a shame. I, 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 realistically, uh, we're going to go through the teams, but I, I think the, uh, the Alonso made that race, didn't he? He made sort of the interest in it. Yeah, yeah he was much. definitely the, the yeah. probably the most lively to watch. Oh yeah, I mean he was doing um, he he was doing good things. He was he was actually I mean he was doing the opposite of Alpine. Yeah, yeah. The, the opposite of Ocon. You mean? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Gasly had a really really good race. He, he had a rubbish Saturday. Twenty twenty uh, twenty to ninth was he? Yeah. 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 Whereas his teammate went from ninth. To last, 
it, yeah, I think I think during the race itself, I ended up, and and this won't help the football fans or non-football fans at all. I ended up comparing it to Jonathan Woodgate's debut for Real Madrid. Such was the <laughs> level of disaster. For those who don't know, he uh, he had to wait. Um, spent spent a year and a half injured. Yeah, came off the bench, scored an own goal, got sent off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Little Amazing. more could have gone wrong. Yeah, it um it could it could have gone better. We'll tell you what we'll start we'll start at the back, work our way forward, and we're starting at the back with um, McLaren. We are Ooh. McLaren were awful. <clears throat> now there's a big debate on at the moment about Oscar Piastri's steering wheel and what outdated version of Windows it's running because apparently it was a steering wheel that took the whole car down. Um, Eight. But- <laughs> Probably eight. Vista. I was going to say Vista. Yeah. Vista appears to be the most popular one, or Windows ninety eight. No, I'm going for eight. Windows ninety eight was solid. Windows, yeah, Windows ninety eight is outdated, but was reliable. Mm. Not at first. Vista shit show. Uh, I re- I'm going. I'm going Windows eight because it, the McLaren wheel's got the big screen on the front of it, and it's clearly the tile system that was on Windows eight that went wrong. Interesting. Ah, ah and yeah. and when he stopped, there was no start button. Oh, I like it. Windows jokes. (laughs) Right, that's me done for tonight. Talk amongst yourselves. (coughs) So, yeah, it's hard to tell um, how Piastri was going to do because the car is... Well, we don't know what the car is. I mean, Lando managed to sort of drag it. When he was behind, he was for a little while in the race, wasn't he? After he had all his pneumatic issues, he was behind Mm. the Hamilton section Mm. and seemed to be keeping pace with them, even though he was a good lap or so down by this point. He was catching Hamilton. Yeah, the pace looked Mm. okay. It looked like it could be in contention for the points if it stopped pissing its hydraulics all over the place every couple of laps. Yeah. I think Lando said that with a clean race, he think he, he thinks he could have got a point. Yeah. So I, I for me, McLaren kind of look where Alpine is, kind of, sort of thing. I think that they might be the closest company for Alpine, maybe a, like ahead of the, um, or so maybe not ahead of uh, Alfa Romeo, but sort of in that in that pack. Mm. Yeah. But, 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 but battling for respectability. Yeah, that, I think that's that's what we've got to do with McLaren, though. Is um, it's when when is their new car coming? Is it um, Australia? No, uh, I think it's Baku. I don't, I don't know that it's a new car. Is it? They just they decided very late on in the winter that they wanted to change development tack. Yeah, it's it's essentially the upgrade. Package yeah, it's it's, that, it's a big yeah. upgrade, isn't it? It's not, yeah. I think, uh, like a like a little extra part. It is a big yeah. a big package. Uh, yeah. I've so, I've seen it. I've seen it referred to as like an almost B spec. Yeah, I think we'll see a bit of that this year. They're one of two teams that this weekend have gone. Yep, got it wrong, guys. Mm. That's the only thing you can say, really. Is did get it wrong. Um, mm. I, I must say though, I don't. I don't think it's going to help McLaren. I think there's something because we've seen this too many times now with um, like McLaren just seeming to sort themselves out and get up there. And then drop straight back down the grid. I mean, this must be like the f- the third cycle of the recovery of McLaren. Mm. Uh, there's going to there has to be a point where 
you 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 know they keep hitting that ceiling of being like best of the rest and then dropping back down the order where you go there's there's something clearly amiss there i don't know whether it's like the, the technology center looks really really um impressive but it is quite old now you know and the the wind tunnel's quite old and you wonder whether there's something operationally going on there that needs to be updated do you think it's because they're spreading themselves too thin? Maybe. Because, I mean, they do, they don't just launch an F1 car, do they? They've got the Indy car, they've got mm-hmm. the Formula E car, they've yeah. got the Extreme E car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've got all the, their sort of applied technology stuff. They do a lot of stuff yeah. with winter sports. Um, the, were they doing something with Pinarello, the bike company, at one point? Only when they were sponsoring the Bahrain Yes, team, of but I think they've they've sort of pulled out of that because mm. they were spreading themselves too thin. Yeah. But yeah, that McLaren Technology Center is not just an F one factory. Mm. There's so nope. much going on in there. Well, I think we said, um, and of when course, they there's, started to... there's the development of all the supercars in there. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I think we said, didn't we, when they started to branch out? Like, is this mm. is this going to affect the Formula One team? Um. I, I do. I, the other thing we could think think is that they had last year where they were struggling struggling with the car, but they kind of improved the car. But realistically, fifty percent of their work last year was trying to work out how to make Daniel Ricciardo drive it. Mm. That can't be good for car development when you, you know, when you're going into debriefs and one of the guys there just can't get his head around how to make the car go forward. Yeah, because you're not getting that feedback from him, and he, no. he at that point would be the senior member of the team, and he's not yeah. giving them that data. If any, if anything, it's worse than no feedback because it's only negative feedback. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those can't can't tell you what's good, but I can tell you everything that's bad about it. Yeah, you know, I don't, so, I don't know what I want, but I know what I don't want, and unfortunately, it's everything that I've got in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's good. it it could be a struggle this season. I mean, so it's what three, uh, three or four races until they get the until they get the upgrades. But it's an evolution of an evolution, mm. effectively. Because I mean, they've ditched philosophy, ditched the whole aero philosophy, or development on the whole aero philosophy um, late on in the development cycle, didn't they? So there's going to be teething troubles with the, with the new um with the new package when it comes out because that's that's what always happens mm-hmm. by this point well, all your rivals have got four or five races worth of teething problems out the way yeah i mean you know we could we could be looking to imola or even spain by the time by the time that it's actually properly up and running i suppose they'll take one of their filming days when that package is ready to go yeah, that would make sense. It'll be so much easier next year because then uh, they'll just be able to slap everything on a 2022 car and uh, try it on that. I think it's time as well. You know how the the, the filming days you you've got to use wet tires and you can't go over a certain mm. a certain gear. <clears throat> you know they're they're essentially sending the team there anyway. You know, like the team, you've got to have a like enough people there to go and run a Formula One car for the amount of time they're allowed to film for. Uh, with the reduced pre-season testing, I think it's time we just allow them three tests a season. Just like you, you know, you're allowed you're you're allowed what a, a ten hour day three times a year. 
and it's just go and test your car. Yeah, because I mean, all right, they've cut the amount of testing down due to budget constraints, but they're doing it anyway because you know they they're, they're, they've still got to have all the things to essentially run a Formula One car. You know, yeah. the, the only thing they're saving money on is tires because they they're not taking slicks. Um, no, they are taking slicks, but they're taking they're taking dummy control tires. Yeah, sorry, yeah. So, I mean, I I take it they're still going to pay for those anyway. I wonder what the difference in cost is between them. I mean, unless of course they're doing one of the um, organised Pirelli mid-season tyre tests, because every team gets the opportunity to do that. Mm. Yeah, which does give you a full day of testing. Mm-hmm. And obviously, which is kind of like you're allowed to test for other people, but just yeah. not yourselves. <laughs> as long as you don't get any benefit from it, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear a load of people listening to this being like, what about filming days? Well, filming days, you're restricted to 100. Is it 120 kilometers an hour? Yeah. It's about that. Yeah, it's 120 and, kilometers and, and an hour. And third gear. And no more than 100 kilometers on track. Yeah. And is it third gear as well that you're only restricted to? Mm, you can't I go above so. a certain, a certain gear, ratio, uh, gear ratio, a certain gear number in the gearbox. And bearing in mind, for modern Formula One cars have eight, I think, gears. That's, you know. You're not getting that's you can't really take data from that. No. No, not none whatsoever. Which is why I think every all the teams will be queuing up to do a t- um Pirelli test because that's the only opportunity they'll get outside of a race weekend to run the car at anything close to um a competitive pace. Yeah. Uh shall we move on to Haas? Yeah. Oh, is that who's next? That is who's next. Um K-Mag Unfortunate in... for them, they deserve more. Yeah, K-Mag yeah. in fifteenth and Hulk in thirteenth. I think Tire strategy let them down a little bit. I don't think that I don't think they were as quick on the hard tires as they thought they were going to be. Because was K Mag the only person who started on hards? Yes. Yeah, because he it went didn't hard. Really work. Yeah, he went hard, hard, soft. And Hulkenberg took a knock, didn't he? He lost yeah. the front yeah. end plate of his front wing, and they left him out for had... a ridiculous amount of time with it. And I also don't know if anybody noticed, but when Hulk came into the pits to change his front wing, one of the mechanics took the wing off and then promptly. Knocked somebody over with it. Oh, that's very good. I didn't notice that, but that sounds about right. <laughs> to be fair, if any team should be used to replacing front wings, yeah. I mean, given given their history, you would think they are well practiced. You know, I mean, Gunther's into his cooking. Mm. What are his meatballs like? Racing, <laughs> racing, racing joke. You get the meatball flag when oh, you've got to come in for a repair. Which K Mag apparently. I think he got about four, in about four different races last year when he had a when he had wing problems. Yeah, he went through a phase, oh. didn't he, where he just found people on the opening lap. Mm. But they, they didn't actually wave the meatball flag at the race, did they? No, no. no I don't. Um, I don't recall anyone actually getting. Um, I think they. I think they said they're trying not to, like, use I it as they, often this year. They're trying to sort of let the the teams police it themselves. Didn't Didn't they have a word with Alpine about Ocon and being like, "We don't want to, so sort it out first. Yeah, we're, we're not going to tell you to do it, but you need to do it. And then, of course, all the shit went down during, after, between, before that as well for him but i think Hass were a little little bit anonymous just sort of kind of hamstrung by bad qualifying for k-mag mm-hmm. um a damaged car for hulk and a strategy that let them down nothing nothing major to report nothing good or nothing bad which is it's utterly 
It's utterly Rosberg. You can't get more beige than that. <laughs> Talking of which, he's allowed back in the paddock because they've dropped the COVID regulations and he celebrated by wearing his dullest outfit. Yeah, there was some white in there. It wasn't all beige. <clears throat> I, think I do I... like the fact that one of his questions was, you must have enjoyed overtaking Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm an unas, unapologetic uh, Rosberg mark. I think he's great. Uh, I've, I've got to dig that um, previous intro out where you um, said your thoughts on Rosberg after the infamous Austrian Grand Prix crash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was wrong. It's like this is this is the thing. The uh, p- podcast and discussions are a learning experience. I've grown <laughs> since then. <laughs> you are allowed to say first turn or heel turn. I'm not entirely. I don't. Sure I don't which. know what it is. I don't know what it is. <laughs> What did Lee say about the infamous Austrian Grand Prix in the opening? I went, I I went, from, I went for a really, really good run of referring to him as a cunt. I remember that. <laughs> a really, really good run. But I think he doing... revels in that, doesn't he? He likes being the pantomime villain. I like to think that my energy helped make him the man he's become. Yes. Do, do we not think that, that... Do we not look back at Austria whatever year it was? 2014, 2015? <laughs> 2016. I'm not Ish. entirely sure. I think, it, I think uh, it's do, 16. Do we not look back at that even now? In fact, I might fire up YouTube and look at it and just think, nope, that's one of the biggest prick moves I think I've ever seen it during a race. Yeah, <laughs> it's right up there. <laughs> so I, I still, I don't think that's. This, I don't think your opinion was necessarily wrong, especially given what we just saw at the time. Um, I'm doing it. I'm firing up YouTube. <laughs> I mean, Lee's just turned around quicker than Mazepin on an outlap. (laughs) (laughs) Alfa Romeo next. Um, Occasionally anonymous Sauber, but uh, decent eighth place for Bottas. Yeah. And uh, Jogon Yu in 16th. With the fastest lap. Yeah, what was that about? It was was to stop Gasly getting a point. It was a good move. Or two points. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, strip, uh, slipstreaming one of the leaders, wasn't he? Joe Guanyu's, he got the fastest yeah. lap. He came oh, in. Nice. They, he came yeah, in. they pitted him for it. Yeah, yeah. right at the end. I yeah, think. Kept, he was, I think he was 12th or 13th. In that neck of the woods. Yeah, yeah. Kept, came in for a set of softs. And I, I made a joke in our Discord chat saying, oh, is he coming in for the fastest lap if they're not retiring him? And then he goes and does <laughs> it. Oh, bless you. Bless you. <laughs> bless, bless you. you. Sorry, oh, I heck. didn't even get a chance to mute the mic then. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, no, I thought it was a really smart move. Like, I suppose, yeah, uh, you make yeah. a point that it does. It takes a point away from someone else, then. But I think it, not only to someone else, it's uh, a it's probably the te- it's probably the team they're going to be fighting in the championship. Yeah. I'm sorry, I've just watched Austria 2016. Rosberg's definitely a prick. No, 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 no. <laughs> the uh, it's it's the angle. That no, it I isn't. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it's just the no. angle. There are many angles. <laughs> I, I, I think that the line he took was, I, I, albeit unorthodox, <laughs> but it is. <laughs> Being in somebody's side pod isn't a, isn't a correct line. Yeah, I mean, I would also are, qualify are, are as many... unorthodox. I feel to quote yeah. to quote um, <laughs> to, to quote Murray Walker, he was using all the track and more. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, Kwan uh, Yu his second ever fastest lap. Oh, I couldn't have told you he'd got one before. Yeah, he's... No, um... I couldn't. <laughs> no, I thought, I've only just looked that up now, and I'm like, I'm sure he's had one before. When? 
Um, let me... I mean, last year, obviously. But... Yes. Um, let me have a look. Not at Silverstone, clearly. Uh... Um, Japan. Oh, come on, you can't you can't say Japan. I was going to say you can't say tell us he's got two fastest laps and then be like, uh, yeah, faster, the fastest lap and the slowest two. looking up of the fastest yeah. lap. <laughs> it's right down at the bottom of the page. You know, he got fastest lap in Japan last year because I think okay. he. I think he had the driest line and he was the last one on track. Fair enough. Because <coughs> well, no, good for him. When nobody knew who was world champion except Johnny Herbert. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> that was a weird moment. But yeah, the, the Alpha doesn't look... Um, it doesn't look anonymous this year. I mean, obviously, all the cars do look anonymous livery-wise, but mm-hmm. performance-wise, it's... It, they're no, not I, I, I really like the way the Alpha looks mm-hmm. this year. Um, but yeah, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like with them and the McLaren are in, like behind each other. <laughs> Sorry, not McLaren, uh, Mercedes. I'm not, I'm not into that. But the uh, it's it. Alfa Romeo appear to have made a bit of a, they, they've made a small step forward in comparison to where they were last year, and that's kind of what you'd expect teams to do going from one year to the next, with the rules largely remaining the same. Um, obviously, other teams have made massive steps forward, um, but it, it it feels it feels like a good progression for what is going to be the last year of Alfa Romeo. Before is it Sauber next year? It's um, Sa- Sauber. Uh, was it Audi Sauber Sa- Ferrari Sa- next Sauber, year? Audi something or other. Audi Sauber, and then it becomes Audi in twenty six. Yes. So Audi is a title sponsor from from next year, or a co-sponsor along with Stake. I've I've, lo- I've lost track of, I've lost track of what the Hinville team is actually called at any given moment. I must admit, at one point when Sunoda and uh, Joe were having a bit of a battle on track towards the end of the race, I saw the Orlan uh, rear wing appear, and I was like, "Oh, he's got past!" And I was like, "Oh no, wait, no, that's that's AlphaTauri now." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, after after seeing a after seeing a livery on a car for so long, you do kind of get kind of get used to it. Yeah, you know it, it it took me it took me a good ten years to um, not despise Ferrari for having the Marlboro logo on after being a McLaren fan all the way through the eighties and nineties. Mm. Then again, I still despise Ferrari anyway. Um, Alpha Tauri is next, or all an Alpha Tauri or whatever the team that, the team that is not for sale. Oh, the team that has been officially denied that it's it up has. for sale. That's true. Yeah, the which... was lacklustre, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes. Didn't really see much from him. Mm. I didn't expect him to be put away comfortably by Sonoda. Yeah. Wasn't he? Didn't it? Wasn't it explained during the race uh, that um, he had an opportunity to pit, but the team told him not to. Um, just as this virtual safety car was called, mm. uh, and that ruined his race because then all the other cars around him did yeah. pit. Yeah, right. Okay, maybe, maybe if there, that would make more sense. But yeah, I think the, the strategy strange, wasn't for yeah. him. Yeah. So then he, so everybody around him saved time by pitting under the, the VSC. Uh, he didn't, and then lost fifteen seconds or whatever it was mm. um, by by not doing so. And what was the gap between him and points in the end? It was somewhere in the region of... Um, he wouldn't have got points because he was over a lap down, but it could have been a better, it could have been a better result on debut. Or full-time debut. <laughs> God, this is confusing, you know. When, when he's a rookie, not a rookie. 
when he's done races before. Mm. <laughs> Talking of, I, th- I think he can be a rookie with one it's, race. It's, it's his rookie yeah, season, I so. isn't it? I mean, I mean, in strictly F one legal terms, you're a rookie until your third race because you can do the rookie test if you haven't participated in any more than two races. That's over a certain amount of time as well, isn't it? Because uh, Alonso took a rookie test too mm. at some point. I remember. I feel like Kubica did yeah, as well did. at one point. Mm. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah. I think it's in the um, the last two years. If you've not done two races in that, then you you're a re rookie. It's not yeah. a thing. And Gary Paffett, Gary Paffett <laughs> was a rookie. Oh, he's, for he's, about he's 150 years. <laughs> he's still doing young drivers' tests now. They <laughs> <laughs> um, should. They can't pull them on the amount of races they've done. They should at least be able to pull them on the word young. <laughs> Still young compared to me. Is Gary Paffett younger than me? I have not? no idea. I can't, rem- I can't remember and I can't be bothered looking at it. I Wait, think then. he's younger than you. Yeah, but young compared to Alonso. <laughs> I think I don't think he's younger than, let's say, every driver currently on the grid. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I didn't like when Schumacher retired both times. It meant I was older than the entire grid. Yeah, that's a fairly representative sample size you've got yourself there. <laughs> Gary Paffett is 41. Oh, so he is younger than Alonso. Well, uh, I'm just double-checking birthdays. Uh, he, uh, he is four months older than Alonso. Alonso oh, is older slight... than Alonso. Yeah, Alonso oh. isn't 42 until July. Gary Paffett is 42 in a couple of weeks. Uh, when's Alonso Happy born in birthday, July? Gary Paffett. Did you say when is he born in July? 29th. Yeah. Oh, I thought we could be birthday twinsies as well. Damn it. <laughs> Harry Puffett. You could have been a Formula One driver, but you had to go and spaff it. <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful tribute. <laughs> Our finest musical moments is the turtle shunt theme. <laughs> <laughs> Which was Spider Man with different lyrics, yeah. except the time that you, except the time you, yeah, the time that you did fooling around with different lyrics. Oh, it did, yeah. Oh, that, that's disappeared. Have we spoke about this on the pod yet? Well, that it's been withdrawn. The, the, the private Paradise is now private again. It is in the UK. I think it's still available in um, other territories. I think. Oh shit! So it literally is just us. Yeah, I think. I think <laughs> we've actually done some. Well, more more fool them because we are international. <laughs> well, people will we, find it. We Lock- are, but now we can't listen to it. So. Well, we've we've heard it. We know what it goes like. I think it's still for sale on uh, Apple Music. Because <laughs> I did buy a copy of Fooling Around just to play at a pub quiz one night to annoy people. Flood, I think you might have been there. I was there, yeah. <laughs> because I heard the opening bars and may have burst out laughing and everybody didn't know why. <laughs> Does anyone remember seeing Sonoda do anything of note? Sonoda had a had a had a fairly decent yeah. race. Did he I did think, he have from, like a from... did he do a double overtake at one point where someone yeah, else was on, tripping I over themselves was on, and he just cruised his, past? Yeah, that was the team his teammate and Guan Yu Zhou, I think, in one go. Yeah, almost took the last point off Albon as well, didn't mm. it? Towards the end of the race. I'd, com- I'd completely forgotten about the double. Yeah, it, it was a quietly productive day for him, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, came, came in, uh, came in a, just over a second behind Albon. Mm. I'm confused. Is this Yuki Tsunoda's third season or second? Third. Third, because Drive to Survive last year was all about how he was acclimatising to both Formula One and Mushy Peas. And he got on with Formula One a lot better than he got on with Mushy Peas. But not exercise. Uh, didn't like exercise. He must have really disliked Mushy Peas. 
<laughs> yeah, I didn't like them. There is nothing wrong with mushy peas. As a Yorkshireman, no, as a Yorkshireman, we have them with a Sunday dinner. Incredible, in- incredible food. Yeah, not in this house. You don't have them with a Sunday dinner. I know. I'm. I'm looking. I look at my plate every Sunday and think there's a space there. I'll hang my head. <laughs> um. Let's let's move on. Williams. Um. Alban in the points again in tenth and strong debut for Logan Sargent in twelfth. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Really strong debut. I, I, I get feeling that's a little bit not being talked about as much as it should be. Yeah. Uh. He's got. Um. You know, he did a little bit disappointing in qualifying. Just about missed out on getting through to Q2. Yeah, I think it was unlucky, teammate, wasn't it, more than anything? Because he set the same time as Lando, who went through, but he did it second. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, was, it was kind of a quantum yeah. qualifying. He missed out on getting into Q2 by one thousandth of a second and two minutes, both at the same time. Hmm. Because if he'd yeah. have been a thousandth of a second faster or two minutes sooner, he'd have done it. Yeah, he... Seems like he's he's the real deal, Logan mm-hmm. Sargent. Um, let's just hope it's not one of those cases of beginner's luck. But looking really looking forward to seeing how he gets on as the season progresses, because mm-hmm. um, we know how good Alex Albon can be, and to be only a few seconds and you know two places back from your teammate on on debut, well, that's a fairly solid showing. That's all right. I've got a bold statement to make about Alex Albon. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is the season that, because the Williams seems like a half-decent car, uh, I think Albon's going to outperform that thing for the whole season and put put himself properly in the shop window of the top team because I think he has the capability of winning a world championship. Yeah, that's not a stupid thing to say. Somebody that uh, um, we've spoken to in the past, let's just say that, who knows a bit about how drivers function, uh, says that, said that the two most impressive drivers on the grid in Formula One last year were Alex Albon and Lando Norris, not because they were they were they were you know doing incredible things, but what they were doing with the machinery that they had. Yeah, I mean, you know, do we do we have to apologise for everything bad that we've said about Latifi? Maybe that was the level of the car and. Alban was no, 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 no. Because no, no, he didn't raise above that level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a man that got lost on a track. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the car might be bad, but the car did not put itself in a wall. <laughs> he said he put I it... think the the gap the gap was huge as well, wasn't it? To, mm-hmm. to Alban, you know, it's, it, at least um, like Sergeant got within a second of uh, of Alban. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how Logan Sargent gets on. It's really cool to have a, an American racing driver in Formula One again as well. Yeah. Um, I, I, I again, I do feel like his performance and the general Logan Sargent being in Formula One has gone under the radar a little bit. Mm. Well, I think it's probably because the main American in Formula One debate is the whole absolute shower of shit round Andretti. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But then, yeah, I think a lot of attention has been put on Oscar Piastri, mm-hmm. Nico Hulkenberg's return, mm-hmm. Nick De Vries at AlphaTauri. I think How's maybe Gasly people just get didn't on expect Alpine? a lot, you know, because it's Williams as well. Mm. Nobody yeah. expected Williams to build a potential point-scoring car. You know that, and that album, everything album did there. There was, where I mean, obviously you had Leclerc drop out. You know, so you, you did have a um, have like someone retired that was in the points ahead of him. 
but he was he was in his position on pace. Yeah, I mean, he would he was still ahead of fast what you would think would be a faster car that or yeah. faster cars that finished. You know, Albon finished ahead of both Alpha Tories. Now, you would have said before at least one of them is good for a points finish. Mm-hmm. And you know that you know that didn't happen. He finished ahead of both of them, still running at the end with only you know with only three retirements. It's not the huge amount of shenanigans we've seen in the past where Williams have come away with points while they've been um, while they've been crap. No. So it shows that you know the car's got something about it. Clearly, Albon's got a lot about him because you know we've we've seen what he can do and every you know everything that he's capable of at the right time um, when he's handled the right way. Mm. And that is, that is purely aimed at Helmut Marko, who um, just treats every other driver that isn't Max like crap. I don't, I, I, like, I don't know if we can get, put it on Helmut, to be honest. I, I think, I, I can't, I don't think Horner would be the most nurturing person if you weren't doing what you were supposed to do. It, it strikes and, me that Horner's got very little to do with the drivers. But this is the thing. Nobody, I, I, I can't have it that Helmut Marko is bad dealing with young drivers. Send them when, all to COVID camp, which I think was probably the right thing to do now. Um, but the uh, the thing is, he's he's brought more people into Formula One than any other person. He's also sacked more drivers than any other person. Yeah, have but we watched all, the Checo Perez. Sorry, go on. I was just going to say he's given us some of the most competitive drivers. Like it's oh yeah, he's, he might have sacked sack those drivers, but uh, like most of the people that's come come through Toro Rosso wouldn't have got into Formula One if it wasn't for Helmut Marco and Toro Rosso. I'd rather be in Formula One and get the chance to prove myself than um, turn into like another one of those drivers that sits around the paddock and sits around the paddock then ends up falling out and finding themselves in sports cars. You know, don't be wrong, nothing wrong with driving sports cars, but that wasn't what the dream was. Uh, is, I know what you mean. That is but true. See, has but... anyone, everybody all seen the, the Red Bull uh, Checo Perez episode of Drive to Survive? Yes, I know it's Drive to Survive. It's over-dramatised. don't know if but we have, actually. We haven't actually watched any more since um, last week. It's the following episode, I think, after the... Yeah, I think it's the following episode after the Alpine episode is the uh, Checo Perez. Ah, um, we are not there yet. Well, basically, Christian Horner is uh, as ruthless, I would say, as Helmut Marko. Mm. I, I I, mean, maybe this is the fact that I'm like, probably a bit of a bastard, but um, I, uh, I, I absolutely oh. loved... I loved Christian Horner in this episode. Like, the, I am, I am all here for With the Horners... every fucking episode does seem to start with Oxfordshire England but I know exactly where we're going (laughs) the only only thing it's missing is like halfway through a race weekend going meanwhile back at the ranch (laughs) yeah they get get their own spin off series Jerry Shaw oh that's great at at home with the Horners was a good one I thought Uh, the only way is spice. Um, where do we end up next? Um, Alpine. Right, tail up two halves of the garage. 
Yeah, um, so we. Tale of, well, no, no, no. A tale of two halves, but also split over two days because the Saturday was a mm. tale of two halves, and then the Sunday was also a tale <laughs> of two halves, but the complete reversal of what happened. On Saturday. <laughs> say, but the cha- but the changed ends at half time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, Saturday for Gasly probably couldn't have gone any worse. Yeah. Qualifying well, it time a lot worse, but... Qualifying time was bad anyway, and then he had his best time deleted, so ended up right at the back. Yeah. It's a good start. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh Ocon yeah, decent qualifying, got into Q three, ninth, showed the car's got a little bit of oomph to it. And um Looks like he was going to make up for um, all the struggles that Gasly was going to have trying to fight his way through from the back. Mm. And then Sunday. So, three penalties in one. I mean, the first penalty was being out of alignment in the grid box, which they seem to be clamping down on because I think we saw quite a few for that in F2 and F3 in both the races. Both of their yeah, respective so, races over the weekend. I think start, start procedure generally they were very sharp on in the, the support races. Mm. Then managed to get the um, get the five second penalty wrong because somebody started work on removing the nose too soon after he'd been not told but strongly advised to come in with a damaged front wing. <laughs> so one of the uh, one of the crew started unscrewing it too early, which. Then led to a was it a ten second yeah, penalty, 10 second penalty next for not serving the penalty properly, which gave him a five second penalty for speeding in the pit lane. No, the speeding was when he did the first penalty that he cocked up because he ended up serving the ten and the five at the same time. Oh right, I thought I thought there was I thought he I thought he'd got caught on the second penalty. I'd kind of lost track by then. <laughs> yeah, it was eighty point one kilometers per hour they penalised him for, which. Ooh. I know I know it is a case of if you're over, you're over, but that is really nominally over. Yeah. And um it gave us all a chance to notice that uh, Formula One have got a new penalty graphic this season, you know, it flash it flashes in the top of the screen now. Oh, does it? I did not pick up on that. Oh yeah, we had plenty of chance to do it every time Ocon got mentioned. Well, it clearly made a big impact. Yeah, the big white the big white and blue penalty. Yeah box that appeared at the top of the screen yeah it uh, it's not subtle is it i honestly did not notice that it was any different i didn't notice anything <laughs> <laughs> okay it's so, and miss mix okay, mix 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 okay, results so it, for the it, may, it, department. Be, it may be 50 percent less subtle than previous <laughs> I, I i wonder as well i'd like to do while we're talking about things that are part of the like the broadcast package mm. i'd like to know from you and if anybody else watching is you know when the um, when the lights are going out at the start of a race, mm. you got the, the noises when the, the red the, light kind of goes, the right pits. Go. Yeah, yeah. Is anybody else irritated the fact that there isn't a final noise when all the lights go out? Oh, like a big klaxon of some description. Yeah, I'd quite like that. I would enjoy a. I mean, it's it yeah. it sounds like the radio for time pips, wouldn't it? It's like five short and a long. Yeah, it just it just seems weird to have five noises and then silence. I never thought of that. No, I like it. We should petition never, people for a I, noise. I'd never, never noticed. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. That irritated me all last year. 
Because yeah, who who are the pips for? It's surely not for the drivers because I assume they're not hearing that over their engine. I, I wouldn't have thought so. With is that is that for well. our benefit? I think it Unless, must. Be. In which case, uh, give us give us a klaxon to say go. Yeah, unless they're like unbelievably loud at the circuit. Yeah, but again, that doesn't work. If like they're saying, oh, we need to do noise because the lads at the back can't see the red lights. They can't tell if you do five for each light and then nothing for go. It doesn't work. (laughs) It's not an effective system. Yeah, when you don't hear anything, set up. (laughs) On your marks, get set. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, now you put it in those terms. Yeah, that that doesn't work. No. Good. I'm glad we're all on the same page. On the other side of the um, Alpine garage, though, Gasly, 20th to 9th. And damn near near 8th as well, because he was pushing Bottas at the end. Yeah, good recovery. Yeah, a a really good debut for... uh... Yeah, Gasly, in a, a first race for Formula One, there isn't anything to do with the Red Bull organisation. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what drivers can do when they when they get out of the meat grinder, isn't it? We are seeing this a bit more sort of in recent years, haven't we? Like up until maybe about five years ago, you didn't see drivers leave the Red Bull organisation and turn up somewhere else. No, because you used to see them leaving a body bag. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think Signs was probably the first wasn't he and then obviously Albon has and mm. has gone to Williams and to be fair for science, though, science had his name behind him yeah yeah that might have helped yeah um, Danny Rick he was he, Danny was, Rick, he was through the meat true. grinder and yes. then moved on to somewhere else can we can we say Vettel because they poached him from BMW Vettel was Red Bull's young driver though wasn't yeah. he yeah I think was he on loan at BMW at that oh, point I think he might have been I think there's a difference, and I think Pierre Gasly falls into this as well. There's a difference between escaping the meat grinder and getting a second chance like Albon did, mm. um, or being Pierre or Daniel Ricciardo or Vettel, who were in the Red Bull program, highly regarded. And they, they didn't escape the meat grinder. They just had other options because they were doing so well. Yeah. Mm. Well, no, well, no, remember Pierre Gasly is like Alex Albon in that he was in the car and then in the in the main team and then very much not in the main team. Um, and the only seat available for him was the Alpha Tauri Toro Rosso yeah. seat that was, that was there. And he was never going to go back to, to Red Bull. So the only option that was, you know, the only option for him was to either stay forever at Alpha Tauri or go to another team. And we did say, I think, a couple of years ago, it looked like Gasly might go to Alpine, Uh, uh, and he's finally there, and it's working for him. I I mean, I I did say a couple, I did say a couple of years ago, um, Gasly as Alonso's replacement to make an old French super team, and that's what's happened. Yeah. That's two predictions I've been right on in the last two years. Mm. But it does it does look now. like his um it won't it won't last. It does look like <laughs> he's made a made a good start there. And um it'll be interesting to see what they can do with two fast working non cocking up cars. Probably yeah. drive into each other. Yeah. Oh no, I mean um Aston Martin have already got the rights on driving into each other. <laughs> Yes, that was close, wasn't it? That wasn't that wasn't close. He was using all the track and then some. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, if I mean, we're talking about Alpine, just very quickly, can we can we just accept the uh, the the glorious irony in the the actual Alpine road cars uh, launching this month the A110R Fernando Alonso edition? Oh, oh. that's unfortunate. <laughs> it is a little bit, isn't it? Yeah. Why, why would you not rebrand it at this point? <laughs> There's probably a licensing deal. You know, the, the, uh, there probably is get, something has been yeah. signed and paid for. But <laughs> Alonso gets so many, uh, like so much money for each car sold. Freak, um, freak I, him out a hat with every car you buy. You know. Oh no, I, the, the, the Aston Martin edition of the Kamoa hat is about fifty pounds. It's it's a pricey number. Shan't be buying that no. one. Who was it we saw yesterday with um, Kamoa? Oh, it was on. someone in IndyCar, and I can't remember who it was now. Uh, the, yeah, Fernando signed up people in 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 various different um, motorsport disciplines. Sport, yeah, no, mm. not not just motorsport. I think it's all kinds of sports. I think he's yeah. He's the the Kamoa brand, um, I think, is expanding yeah. into Ka- other Kamoa brand ambassadors, is what yes. I'm trying to say. Yeah, in, across a, a varying range of sports, there is a. Uh, a very well-known surfer who is a Kamoa brand ambassador, and he wears more Kamoa than Fernando Alonso. Can't remember his name. <laughs> didn't think that, didn't think that was physically possible. I've always, I've always been I've always been against the phrase brand ambassadors, and um, I had a job interview a while ago for a company who um, had Keith Lemon as their brand ambassador, and I forgot the term and called him spokesmodel. Spokesmodel. <laughs> <laughs> It, I That's amazing. I didn't get the job. <laughs> That's incredible. What a great term. I like that. That's really good. <laughs> uh, so, yes, Kimoa have plen- plenty of spokesmodels mm. across a varying amount of athletic disciplines. Um, right. Mercedes, fourth, fourth best team. Well, hard to tell. Third yeah. or fourth? Three A. <laughs> yeah. Um, the car doesn't bounce up and down anymore. It's a bonus. Yeah. Um, it doesn't challenge for wins anymore. I found it no. whelming the Mercedes experience. Neither over nor under. Yeah. I, I yeah. I don't think they were disappointing, but they weren't impressive either. 2022, the continuation of. Hmm. I I think they're fucked. Like, I I really I really think this is like proper dark days for Mercedes. Well, you see what Toto Wolff said on Saturday. Hmm. Yeah, no, he's not impressed with the car, we, is he? We we've all seen what the, what what Toto Wolff has said. Mm-hmm. We don't. Do we need to just discuss it very quickly? He said, "No, oh, this is clearly we've we fucked up." Mercedes is the other team alongside McLaren who went, mm-hmm. "Ah, yeah, sorry guys, got this wrong." Um. We're going to look at doing something different. We already were looking at doing it, and we're going to have to now because this is not going to be good enough to win races. No. Nope. Yeah, I mean, Lewis has come out and said, it's the wrong car. Oh, sorry, this is not the right car. Um, bold, bold prediction. Uh, 2026 is the next rule change. Uh, Mercedes don't challenge for a world championship until after that. Given how long it took the last rules to come in, yes, that is a bold prediction that, that 2026 very... is going yeah, to be the next rule change. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> remember, remember what we used to say when 2021 happens in 2022? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then it did. Yeah, and we said that in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, I. It really looks like you know they've gone all in on the zero pod aero philosophy, and it's it's blatantly not working. Um, I, there was there was something brought up on the race podcast that I thought was really interesting uh, that um, uh, Morris Hamilton uh, brought up, where he said the worrying thing is that Total Wolf said that the um, they need to look at a new era of philosophy, but the the numbers don't lie, like, and the all the, all the numbers they have tell them that what that the way their their direction should give them a benefit above the other teams and that they've tried the other other avenues and um that it, it hasn't worked for them so but the, the the way he looked at that was so you you can't say the other philosophies aren't working because it's working for red bull and it's working for ferrari so that yeah. means they don't understand they don't understand those concepts as well mm. as the other teams do mm. and the other teams have now got a year of yeah, it. yeah. I mean, uh, um... the, the other. Sorry, just just quickly too, because it's on the same thing. Um, the Austin Martin are using um, Mercedes wind tunnel until theirs is on theirs is online. So using Mercedes stuff, Austin Martin has built a better car. Yeah, that's not ideal for Mercedes. That really shouldn't be a thing under any circumstances. You know, the customer team doing better than the than the factory team. And by, and by like a measure, you know, it's it's not like the the customer team is up there annoying the like the like the the factory team. It's it's a measure better. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, what was it? Limerick City Community Radio had a very interesting Formula One pundit on on um, their season preview show on Saturday morning. Who uh, would we go as far as very interesting? I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if, if I was to, if I was to put a guess out, would I, would, would I guess that this person might also be on this podcast? Uh, yeah, it would, it would have been it would have been two of us, but somebody forgot he had End to up. take his son to jujitsu. Look, I'm trying to make my son a killer. It's not my fault. When incidentally, when that message came up on Facebook, Facebook only showed as far as jujitsu, so I missed the bit about with the son. I was like, Lee does jujitsu. When since when's that happened? I would I would love to do to do jujitsu, but I cannot afford to turn my child into assassin and myself. <laughs> no, if you've got a child assassin, why would you do it yourself? I mean, exactly. Yeah, but no. What what um what I was saying, and um, hi Danny, and thanks for having us on the uh, show last week. Um, when Mercedes came out with the zero side pod concept at the Bahrain test after the Barcelona shakedown last year, and nobody, no other team actually followed them a few races later, that's when you knew that it wasn't going to work because somebody comes up with the slightest innovation that's out of the ordinary and all the other teams will be analysing the data as, um, as soon as they can and every, every man and his dog will be copying them within about two to three races. Remember when the um I mean when Tyrrell did we're going back into the nineties now, Tyrrell debuted the high nose, all of a sudden every other team's using a high nose. Yeah. Then uh the X Wings when that was a thing, every other team started bringing them in for the high downforce circuits. Mm. But when McLaren brought out that um third little winglet that sat on top of the airbox, so just in the position behind where the um T camera is. Yep. Yep. It the monkey was, seat. It, um, well, no, it was a, it was an actual miniature wing. 
Yeah, oh, like sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was Ish. it was crap, and no other team used it. But McLaren stuck with it, and it was terrible. Yeah, I I I just can't see the the easy way out for them without more pain. I'm don't get me wrong. I, don't, I mean, they're obviously a class racing team, most successful racing team of all time. Please don't come at the internet. I can't be bothered <laughs> with it. Um, but but whenever you see teams like this. And they get it wrong, and the other t- teams get it right, really right. It takes like the, a, essentially the, like the majority of that formula of Formula One to get it sorted out. And That's to, exactly uh, what happened to Red Bull last time yeah. around. Yeah, um, you know, it, it took them until what was it? Twenty thirteen was their last title win. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it took them the entirety of the last age yeah of the yeah turbo hybrid era generation one i i still stand by that it looks like mercedes rested through the the, the whole of the last like iteration of formula one and the fact that they cracked the turbo hybrid engine because even even back then even when like lewis was romping away with championships the the, the only time that a team would really like interrupt it. Would uh, like well, well, sorry, when Red Bull would really interrupt it. We always kind of knew that the Renault engine that was in the Red Bull was crap, but they probably had the best car. Mm. And you, even when you know when they, when they were trying to get Mercedes engines, like the F1 pundits were saying, well, why would Mercedes want to give them engines where if you stick a Mercedes engine in that car, it'll probably beat a Mercedes. Yeah, I mean, I think at one point that was one of the reasons Renault quit, wasn't it? Because yeah. Red Bull were beating them with their own engine. So I, I just think maybe, maybe they've been behind on the aero. I mean, not miles behind. Obviously, you know, the you, you can't have like a good engine and crap aero and win win all the world championships. They did, but I don't think that maybe they've been quite as on board with the other mm. teams, and maybe um, because they haven't had the advantage of the aero those teams have had to work more on error, more on like trying to claw down force back while reducing drag to make up for the fact that Mercedes just had this rocket ship strapped to the back of the car. Yeah, and I, th- I think I think for a lot of us, we because they were so successful all the way through that era, we didn't actually see um, any potential failings because they were winning everything. So how can, yeah. the, how can they be getting anything wrong? Because... They... Yeah, they didn't. They didn't have to have the best aero yeah. and all yeah. that lot because the rest of it was was fine. Yeah, so add it up as an aggregate, they had the fastest package on the grid. Mm. I think I was right last week when I said it was the it's reverse McLaren situation. Yeah, you know, with McLaren, you couldn't tell how bad the McLaren car was because mm. the Honda engine was so bad. Yeah, and then they stuck a new engine in the car, and it was oh my god, this is awful too. Uh, it's kind of that situation but not quite as extreme. Mm. I wouldn't have said it was desperately awful when they put the Renault engine in, just not not as shit. It, well, it, it didn't fix was... all of life's problems, though, did yeah. it? No. Which is what we were told was the issue. Because <laughs> don't forget, like the first Renault-engined um, McLaren wasn't like Lando and Carlos. It was Alonso, wasn't it? And it was still... Yeah, oh, didn't well, it keep this cooking is... itself? Yeah, it's, this isn't like going for wins at all. Yeah, going for chips. <laughs> um, right, Ferrari next. The the other um, binary finish. Mm. 
So, Leclerc, we'll go back to Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Because Ferrari, um, I mean, as I tweeted, did anyone have lap one of Q1 for the first Ferrari disaster? (laughs) (laughs) You know, bits falling off both cars. Great start. That happened in testing as well, didn't it? It was mainly McLaren it happened with in testing because they were out with um, they were out with tape and angle grinders. Mm. Yeah, that was to do with their wheel covers, wasn't it? Uh, it was. Uh, with, it was with the wheel brows. Yeah, it was with Ferrari as well. It was the bottom half of. I didn't spot that. Yeah, it was the bottom half of Leclerc's front uh, front right. Uh, didn't see what bit fell off sides, but both of them went. Um, that cost them a set of tyres. For um, so they they were playing catch up on tyres from Q one onwards. Mm. That, yeah, that's what the red flag was for, wasn't it? For yeah, clean up. Yeah, because there was there was carbon fibre in two separate places on the track. So that cat just farted at yes, you. Yes, yes, the cat has farted at me. It's very strong. <laughs> <laughs> very strong fragrance. <laughs> that was Bruno for uh, any of the cat spotters. Um, then we get to the end. Then we get to the end of Q three, and Leclerc doesn't go out for his second run. Gets out of the car, and apparently they were saving the tyres, which, at the time, thought, yeah, okay, the um, the one set down, that kind of makes sense. Then, by the time the car gets to the grid on Sunday, they've changed the energy store and the control electronics in Leclerc's car. And both of those parts, you can only have two of per season. And one of them failed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they've got both sets used before they even start the first race of the year. Yeah, great. You know, the, those are meant to, those are meant to last eleven like ten or, plus races, eleven or twelve races, and they've lasted practice and qualifying. So money's on Ferrari for the first team to get engine penalties. Mm-hmm. Was there not an issue as well on the grid where they sort of suddenly decided, oh, we'd better actually check the floor on Leclerc's car since it shat some parts out yesterday? I th- it, well, they had most of the um, most of the front end off, and they were che- they were checking the axle as well as the floor, and that was only with about ten minutes to go before mm. the grid cleared. I know there'll have been a Park Ferme situation, but it does feel like something they might have wanted to get on with before then. So it it just seemed like Ferrari were hamstrung before they'd even started. Mm. And then, of course... Well, they are. They're Ferrari. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I'm sorry I'm sorry to all the Ferrari fans for bringing this up. Um, it must be healthier being a Ferrari fan. They went and DNF'd from a decent point scoring position again with Leclerc. And... Left science, yeah, but they, left science hanging on with dead tyres and lost a podium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they, they they kind of resigned themselves to third and fourth behind Red Bull before the failure, didn't mm. they? Yeah. So I don't know why they didn't why they didn't turn things down if they thought there might have been an issue with any any part of the power unit. Just, yeah, just knock that down a little bit because we you know we don't think we're under threat. Turns out they were under threat yeah. from <laughs> from a certain Spaniard in a green car. Um, but yeah, uh, just I know Fred Vasseur is in charge now at Ferrari, um, but the culture isn't changing just yet, is it? It's it, uh, Ferrari. It, he's going to get Ferrari. a little bit more time, though. I think. 
Oh yeah, yeah, no. Mm. It, Fred Vasseur is, is isn't to blame here at all whatsoever. He's he's only been there since like January. Yeah, middle um, of January as well, only, I think. Yeah, and we're only just in the middle of March. Like not even really in the middle of March. We're still early March. So I mean, this this is the first time I can actually remember Ferrari bringing a new team principal in from the same role in another team because it's usually been promoted from within. Mm. Yes, well, they've, yeah. they've obviously seen that the evidence shows that that's maybe not a successful route for them. <laughs> um, doing something more than once and expecting different results. <laughs> Wouldn't is, it be incredible the... if they didn't know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, at some point, someone turns around and what? We already employ all these people. Like we're employing new people because we're terrible. <laughs> well, that, also, don't forget Fred Vasseur's doing his first race, so he's going to be keeping an eye on how things work. Um, and like when when they make the Ferraris, uh, then that's when Fred's going to be like, "What did you do that for? Like, what? Why is this? Well, wh- where's the process that links A to B here? Because." You just made a decision on the fly, and now we don't have any cars in the race. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so he it's gonna take it's gonna take him a while to get that organization as organized as he made Alfa Romeo Sauber, and as organized as Renault were when he was at Renault. Because don't forget, when he was at Renault, that was he was at Renault when they transitioned from being Lotus, who won races, mm-hmm. uh, to Renault who were still fairly competitive and then he left so you know he's also as he, well i think very involved with art isn't he which is one of the sort of sharp end of the field f2 f3 teams mm-hmm. yes he is um he is one of the uh major bo- major bosses of that i mean mm-hmm. look at the talent that they pulled through mm-hmm. <clears throat> um george russell being yeah. a being a one um mm. Just trying to think who else. Who else? Charles Leclerc. She wasn't. Charlotte no, it was. Uh, it was Prima. Uh, Teo Porcher is in an ART this year. Who's probably going to win the F two title? Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that's all him as well. Yeah. Oh, now, <clears throat> now that Ralph Boschung's got his first win after ninety six starts. I think you'll say ninety six years. Well, it it feels <laughs> like it. Ralph Boschung and Charles. Charles Leclerc started in F2 at exactly the same time. Ralph Boschong is still in F2. (laughs) (laughs) And has finally won his first race. Well, don't forget that Roberto Mary went to Formula 1 and then, after some years Mm. away from Formula 1, reappeared in F2. Yes, he did did Mm. some F2 last year when Ralph Boschong had a neck injury. Uh, Roman Grosjean had um, two stints in F2 with a Formula 1 run in between. Mm. Yes, that was all because of Nelson PK. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then last night in IndyCar ended up in a pile of tyres. Mm. Yes. He was put there. He didn't put himself there. No, he did not. No. Um, no. Scott McLaughlin did a very, actually, Rosberg-esque move on him. I don't think it was deliberate, to be fair, from McLaughlin. He just came out of the pits on cold tyres and... And then there was a Grosjean. <laughs> <laughs> a wild Grosjean appeared. <laughs> Gotta bin them all. But yeah, but he's also driving Lamborghini, isn't he, in uh, European GT this year? Uh, apparently, yes. Oh. Yeah. So when he bins the Lamborghini, that'll be expensive. He'll have a full full Pokemon set. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, is it going to be another long year for Ferrari? Yes. 
That's the a, evidence suggests yes. Yeah, I mean, it's it, going to be a long year for everyone. Is it going to be even? Is it going to feel longer for Ferrari? I think it will do when we when uh, we get to to another track where people understand the cars more, and it Ferrari realised that Aston Martin are quicker than them. What say you mean when we get to um, I don't know Im- Imola and Ferrari yeah, don't he's... understand the car in front of um, grandstands full of rabid Italian fans. Yeah, I mean that was the. I I I, I would have been interesting if Charles Leclerc hadn't gone out. Whether Alonso could have done something about Charles Leclerc as well, because he caught science at mm. a right rapid race rate of knots. To be honest, with the way that Ferrari go, it wouldn't surprise me if he passed. If Leclerc was still running, if he passed science, Leclerc was in third, and that's when Ferrari told him to turn it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't understand everybody doing the same strategy of like soft, hard, hard. The only people, the only ones I can I think of who, who didn't were Kevin Magnussen, the aforementioned Kevin Magnussen, and the, the uh, Red Bulls who went soft, soft, hard. Uh, um, I think this so, is the, Sonoda did oh. um, soft, hard, hard, soft. Yeah, but he three stopped. <laughs> that's a, that's a <laughs> slight anomaly, anyway. I think this is another one of the awkward things about having a test the week before, too, is that they they all kind of know what the optimal strategy is. You know, there was no there was no gambles being taken because they just knew that was tire wise the quickest way around that circuit for that amount of laps. Yeah. I mean, I most, so, most, but... most of the testing that I saw, they appeared to be running on C5s, which weren't one of the compounds this weekend. Yeah, they, just... still get, they still get the data, don't they? They still know how the cars are going to like chew through them. Yeah, it's been, uh, we didn't see too much running on the, um, on the C1s and C2s in testing, which were the harder mediums this week. It's going to get really confusing when they start bringing the C0s in. Yes. I, I, to be perfectly honest, I pay no attention to it, and I wait for the race, and it's hard, medium, soft. Yeah. The uh, you, you can you can wreck your life thinking about tires in Formula One. Mm. Oh, actually, Land, Lando's tire history: soft, hard, soft, medium, hard, <laughs> soft, soft. <laughs> yeah. Did he do six stops in the entire race? Yes. But I think he did yes, do he one did, or two, yeah. maybe where he didn't do yeah. tires. It was uh, pneumatic. Yes. Because his air kept kept disappearing so he kept having to get topped up um it would have been interesting to see where i know we already spoke about mclaren way back when but i mean without six pit stops <laughs> yeah that was yeah i mean a six, a every six single stop. one that was like like 10 seconds at least and that was so. that was six stops four tires as well as air yeah yeah it's, it's really weird to talk about this because my strategy for alonso's whole weekend was hard soft hard again that's you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, d- I did mention something about you were rushing out to buy British Racing Green wrist support. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Aston Martin time now. Talking of to- talking of wrist support. So as it turns out, Lance Stroll had got a broken wrist. He needed surgery on the other and a broken toe. Yeah. So both both his wrists are broken. He's had surgery on one to put pins in, and he's broken his toe. Um, right, Lance Stroll not covered himself in glory in Formula One th- thus far, and he tried to not co- co- uh, cover himself in glory at the beginning of this race either. <laughs> but 
I feel really fucking sorry for him because like what he did this weekend was really impressive. Like to qualify mm-hmm. within half a second of Fernando Alonso to do a pretty f- good race and come home with points with the uh, um, with the injuries he had. Any other driver on the grid that w- that did that people would have been going, oh, my God, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. to come back from that in- injury and do this. Oh, that, that's incredible. Lance Stroll does it. You've got a lot of people on going, this is dangerous. Rogovic, <laughs> <laughs> it's dangerous. Well, you go, watch, oh. watching him struggling getting out of the car, was it Was it FP1? Yeah, I think yeah, it was on, yeah, on, yeah. on the Friday, I think he said he was still sort of struggling to walk a bit with yeah. his toe. And, yeah, he was a bit sort of flappy. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I get it, but I still, I still don't think you would have had the same, uh, the same, like complaints if, say, it had been like Lewis Hamilton or Lando Norris mm. that had these, uh, that had these issues. Yeah, but I mean, you go, you go back to, um, go back to the eighties and look at the state Nigel Mansell used to get himself in during the race. You know, he'd get out of the car with a broken toe and two broken wrists, and that was just from the first three corners. Absolutely, he had to jump off the pit wall, didn't he, with a broken leg to prove that he was fit to drive? Um, <laughs> no, that, no, that was that was Schumacher. Yeah, yeah. Before yeah. Uh, after his British Grand Prix broken leg. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, worth, it's worth keeping in mind as well. They all have to do the extraction test, don't they, before they? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so, race. so he must have done that. It, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know how it... much morphine was he on at the time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He floated out of that car. Yeah. Let, let's put it this way: he's not going to be um, peeing in a cup for a long time. No, he's rich. <laughs> he can pay someone to pee in a cup for him. <laughs> yeah, he's probably got, yeah. He's got a pee guy. <laughs> Somebody get my piss boy, please. <laughs> piss boy. <laughs> But yeah, the um... someone call for Nico Rosberg. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so Aston Martin, right? If I sound like I've got my mouth full, it's because I'm eating humble pie here. Appears to have made a good car, and Fernando Alonso appears to have made a good career move. That's oh, I know the what biggest happened. surprise. Mm. What yeah. happened? It, well, what? No, no, the, I know. I, I've it's the end it. of days. What happened? Oh. No, 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 I've solved it. I have a theory. I wonder if we have the same theory. (laughs) I I, I think we might have the same theory. What had to happen was that Fernando Alonso had to leave a team at the same time as another driver. So he had to, when he left the team at the same time as another driver, not just the only driver to leave, the luck transferred to the other driver. And now Piastri's made the decision to Uh, go to McLaren. And what we've seen so far, this sounds good. Yes. Piastri has now got the luck. He is yes. now Alonso. Uh, and Alonso is now free from the shackles of 2007 McLaren. Uh, <laughs> I like it. I like yeah. it. But, so, um, for, for, anyone, I, for anyone that's watched How I Met Your Mother, Alonso is the blitz. I have a second, I have a second <laughs> theory that I'm, I'm prepared to put forward to be peer-reviewed. Alternate um, theory, go on. The, uh, Alonso leaves Ferrari and things don't go well, but Vettel goes to Ferrari and things continue to go well. Therefore, meaning in Ferrari, uh, Vettel had worse luck than Alonso because the car never came to him. And essentially, we we then see the rest of his career. Vettel leaves Aston Martin and Alonso joins, but it has to be a good move for Alonso because Vettel has worse luck so Vettel's bad luck trumped Alonso bad luck, turning his bad luck into good fortune. 
I see. I think they're both good theories. I think we need to see more evidence on the piastri side of things before we can yeah, draw any any yeah. true conclusions. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I, I, I like them both. And I'm still trying to work <laughs> out if Lee's theory is based on Magic the Gathering. But <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's let's face it the uh, uh, Al Plan at this point. If you want to keep up with Al Plan, you're on Fortchan on the board over from QAnon. You know, it's like Al Plan is convoluted now. <laughs> but yeah, that car that car is rapid. It, it is, I yeah. Quick, I think it's the second quickest car on the grid. It'd be interesting to see what Lance Stroll can do when he's not injured. Mm. Yeah, give him a couple of weeks. He'll be uh, hopefully um, slightly less in pain. Yeah, if he can, if he can keep it out of the wall and use the mirrors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, some, one somebody... lap pace as well. Yeah, we need, stick, they need stick to sort to, their, stick their to the indoor bike out. Indoor bike only, maybe for the rest of the year. Oh, there was, there was somebody on Discord um, on our Discord chat convinced that he actually fell off his peloton. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Mainly because he's possibly the only person that can afford a Peloton. <laughs> you say how much they cost. It's, but at least it, like, it's, not, it's not just them. Maybe, maybe he's the only one that can afford to buy one and pay for the subscription. Oh, yeah, that'll, yeah that'll, that'll be it. That'll be it. <laughs> if you don't pay the subscription, does it lock up on you and you can't use it? Probably. probably. That's maybe that's what happened. Work. That's what happened. <laughs> breaks yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, he he that was his best race in Formula One, as David Coulthard said on F1 TV's commentary at the end of end of the race. Said he should break himself more often. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't don't forget, this is somebody that has got a podium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A podium or two? Podiums? Uh, two podiums, isn't it? One uh, one, at, yeah. one in Baku and uh, one at Monza. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, Wait, did he get uh, a podium at Monza, or did he just qualify really well? Was he was he on the podium when Gasly was on the podium? I think he when, may. When have been. I think won. he's got two podiums. I'm just. Gonna... I think he had. He's definitely. Yeah, I'm just gonna double check this. Yeah, I he... think he's had a podium in his racing point. He, times. He's, he's had. Th- he's had three. Three. When the fuck did three. he get the other one? Uh, Jesus. Um, I'm so sorry, Canada. Yeah. All right, Lance. Uh, yeah, he got one. Podiums. He got one at the Squoval. Of course, the Squoval. He retired the squoval. He retired upside down the week before, and then um, yeah, got got third at the squoval. <laughs> Mixed results then. <laughs> <clears throat> so the week before he broke himself, and then got third. Kilthard, you are mm. on to something here. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I was I was totally impressed by by uh, Lance this weekend. Oh, he um, he put in a damn put mm. in a damn good shift and. If he can, if he can get nearly as much out of the car as Alonso does, then we could we could be looking at Aston Martin pushing for second in the um, in the constructors, mm-hmm. especially if Ferrari do Ferrari. I just I think it's going to be interesting to see because what we did we still don't know what the pace of the Aston Martin is. Like in the um, in the race sims in practice, I think it was like Alonso was only like 0.2 off. Max's race sims in practice. So we, we like you drop down um, in uh, in the beginning of the race. Since he had to fight fight his way back, got clouted by his teammate. Uh, there was a I saw an interview with with him uh, the other day uh, today. Sorry, saying that he was a bit confused by when they brought the car in because the tires were still good, 
and he said, I, th- I think I still had another three to four laps to push and use all the tires up that I had, which would have left me even fresher tires at the end. Um, so that that's why I think there's even even going back into the pack and be and racing the Mercedes to get through, which he was like clearly faster than. I, I still think he had the pace to to get um, the both Ferraris had Charles Leclerc not gone out. Hmm. Uh, and it, it then it just depends like what's the race pace compared to the Red Bulls, and that's 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 what we don't know. That that's going to be the most interesting thing for me in the next race. I think Alonso will win a race this year in that car. Yeah, it's looking likely, isn't it? I can I can definitely see it happening. Yeah, hungry, something like that. Maybe yeah, like, no. What, I, th- what... I, th- I think like more than one race. I think we know Bahrain is. Um... A fairly well-rounded circuit. It's why they use it for for testing now. Mm. Um, I think the only thing, as Anthony Davidson said during the test, the only thing that's missing really is like a high-speed turns, like your maggots, Beckett's sort of thing. There's nothing like that at at, at Bahrain. Um, But the when it's got, you get to like a circuit-dependent circuit um, (laughs) for for, for your car. And it's and, and your car leans heavily towards uh, sort of you know Aston Martin, and it will happen where a car leans heavily. I can totally see on pure pace uh, Alonso or Stroll picking up a victory uh, somewhere. I'm trying to think now, like the, the the circuit that that might happen at. At the moment, in these opening parts of the season, as is quite often the case in the opening part of the season, Red Bull are literally in a in their own formula. Yeah, um, they're they're a class of their own. They don't even need to try hard, and they just you know they win the race. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't tends not to last too long. Uh, it tends to tighten up a little bit as the season goes on. So, some somewhere from mid season onwards, absolutely can see um, Aston Martin winning a race if they continue this development. Uh, God, we could, we, we could actually yeah, see, we could see an Alonso thought... we could see an Alonso win in Spain, a Stroll win in Canada. Well, well, I do you know what Th- thinking about Spain there. I mean, like if there's if there's anywhere where Alonso's going to find something else that that car hasn't got, you know, it's you know, the go going back to Spain with a com- with a competitive car for Alonso is going to be pretty mega, isn't it? And don't forget, Spain's now going to be a lot quicker because they've got rid of that last chicane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, th- I I think it's going to be a great season for him. Uh, I, I hope he can win some races. I, I hope it's close. That's I'm I'm not um I'm not willing to say that that car can't challenge Red Bull yet. You know, it's, uh, under more equal circumstances when they know that when they know the cars. But I mean that I mean that that's the thing to think about as well with the Alonso and the um, Austin Martin. I, he's had like what. He's now had five days driving that car, essentially, hasn't he? Is that five? I don't know, six days. Um, yeah, yeah, three, three days testing, three days, three three days of over a race weekend. Um, he, you know, he's he's obviously still getting to grips with that. He said in the um, interviews during testing that that he missed, he personally missed having Lance Stroll in the team because he could feel things in the car. He said, but I, I don't know whether that's me comparing it to the last car I drove or whether that's 
just general handling characteristics of an Austin Martin. He said, I've, I, I don't know because I've never driven one before. Um, yeah, because I mean, so, the, the only comparison he would have had was Drogovic, who got two hours at the end of um, two hours at the end of the season last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did I, anyone see what Perez said in the post-race press conference? I did, no. Mister Flood. <laughs> I didn't because we switched over and put the Indy car on. Right. Uh, and the thing, after I was asked questions, he said, and the the guy doing the. Uh, in the interview, says uh, anything to add, Checo? And he says, "Yeah, it's nice to see three Red Bull cars on the podium." <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> so, talking of the other two Red Bull cars on the podium, um, that was Red Bull circa sort of ten to thirteen years ago. Mm. I mean, get, it was briefly get in, get in, drive off, boom. It was briefly interesting for Perez, wasn't it? Because he lost second and had to had to come back. But then but, once that once that happened, yeah, not not so much with Verstappen. It really was a case of oh, and there he goes. Yeah, there mm. was. Yeah, it was Vettel sort of 2011 kind mm. of drive, really, wasn't it? Mm. For those of us who remember. Remember what happened in 2011? Vettel just 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 oh, he's gone. Mm. <laughs> Perez had really no answer for it as well because like Max backed off really early, um, and he was still like twenty odd seconds ahead. I think it's at some point you know he could have, if if he hadn't backed off when he did, he could have easily been like thirty seconds ahead of Perez. But plus, no, I think I think Perez was told I think Perez was told to just um, hold station and don't don't change the gap as well. Uh, you're not in danger from anything behind at the moment, and you're not, and you're not in danger of winning anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's yeah. two Red Bulls in this race. You ain't the one that's winning. Um, I mean, what what can we say about what can we say about Red Bull that we didn't sort of say last year effectively? Because it's just um, they're further ahead. Yeah, I really hope they're not, and I really hope this was the flash in the pan. And I just um... I don't know if they're further ahead or the other teams have like uh, uh, the only team really that's properly done a job is. Uh, Austin Martin and um, Williams, you know, that have really, really moved forward from where they were. Yeah, obviously Williams are not going to quite be at the point where they are able to challenge for podiums and wins or anything. But no, no, but but they've come from from where they were last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've, they've moved right forward. Uh, and whereas Mercedes look like they've dropped back a little bit. Ferrari. I'd say they're probably exactly the same place that they were. Yeah. Mm. Just, Mercedes yeah. only looked better results-wise this time last year because Red Bull had the double DNA. Yep, yeah, correct. Yeah. Mm. Um, Ferrari are kind of in the same boat as Mercedes. Then in the, they're in the same place as they were last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the uh, um, Austin Martin seems to have jumped both of them. Yeah. Or, or, or Ferrari, in... Ferrari aren't in the same boat as anyone. They're in a sieve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's the thing. I don't know whether like Red Bull have done like an incredible job, or just nobody else around them has found time. Going back to what we were saying about Mercedes, and they they just sort of cruised it through all the wins and then didn't concentrate on anything. Are we just going to see Red Bull dominate until twenty twenty six? And it's like, oh shit, hang on, we should have maybe uh, worried about what happens next. No, I think if um, it depends what. Aston Martin do this year. I know it's only one race, and they're just they're, they're, they've put this, they've put themselves in the window. But if they can do this, 
and the like all the hires they've been making and the 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 um, the money that's been put into that team if they can do this and they haven't actually got their facilities online yet which will be online towards to help f- towards next year's car mm-hmm. I, I i see them more of a threat than mercedes right now because mercedes have spent a whole year last year lost at sea they've come to the first race this this weekend with like literally no oars and they've just jumped back in the same boat well no i think they've uh, this is the thing i think their car's better than than last year's car it's just that comparatively everybody else has moved at exactly the same speed so they they're, they're not any further up the road than 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 they thought they would be and now it's caused them to say you know what eventually uh this this you know we've got it wrong this package is not going to be mm. competitive enough to mm. win races um we we had to try something different we did and now's the time to admit it probably doesn't work so it'd be interesting to see because mercedes will come out with a b-spec car at some point this year a proper b-spec whether that's going to be um whether it's going to be Spain, I don't think they will. or whether it's going to be mid-season. No, they've already kind of said that that's 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 how they. No, but they, that's, they've that's said they've said, gonna... they, they've said they might ad- abandon the thing, but they can't. I don't think teams can go out and make B-spec cars now unless they plan to do it in the like early like pre-season because they McLaren don't. McLaren the... are doing it. Yeah, but they plan to do it. Yeah, you know, they, very they're... very late on in the winter, apparently, just before the launch. But now the, I think they were using their allocate like their money allocation in that time to do it. Now that Mercedes have got here, they're still operating under the budget cap. Everyone's they, operating under the budget cap. Yeah, but if if they've if they've continued developing into this concept and now they've got to make a change, they're making a change on top of what they've already were or what they've already done. Whereas they, McLaren, McLaren have like have cut it off. At some point during development and through the winter, I mean, Mercedes have basically said this morning they're going to have to change the design concept with immediate effect. Yeah. So, but they... is that? A... But they've, they've been working on that already. They they basically went down two routes and then decided to go. Last year they went down two different roads and mm-hmm. decided to continue with the one that they were on. But now they've decided they're going to have to go back to the other the other path. So it's not an untrodden path for them. But yes, they will be. Probably initially quite far behind, even with the development of the you know the new path that they go down, they could find themselves just um, as a midfield team. Yeah, yeah, because I mean they 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 started um, they started developing the alternative last year um, because yeah, trying to remember was it um, was it Hungary? Um, Toto said they had to make a decision by whether they were going to um, keep up. Keep on this one, or go back to something more conventional. Hmm. Yeah, something was, like that. But was last year as well was, essentially kind of forced by the poor poising issue in that they had to get rid of that. Um, there was that. I think that made it worse, and they got the, mm. they got the porpoising fixed later on, later on in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think because that's kind of why, if I remember rightly, that's why they said they were going back to the original. One, because they thought, oh, well, we know what was causing this poor poising issue now, so we can go back to the original concept without, mm. yeah. you know, battering the driver's spine. Yeah. Which, so they mean, which, which apparently isn't going to be an issue this year just because of the... Because uh, they're not going fast enough. 50, 15, mil, um, 15 mil higher on the, um, on the floor. 
that so taking two steps backwards basically to go mm-hmm. to go another an un- two steps backwards taking two steps backward to go an, an unknown number of steps in an unknown direction yeah um, what's the what's the odds that they break the budget cap this year who mercedes yeah oh i think it'll be well catered for hey <laughs> Well, I think a pre- yeah, that's getting dangerous now. But I think a precedent was might have been set by what happened with Red Bull. So if Mercedes go over, they'd be like, well, "Yeah, and what did you do to Red Bull last year?" Exactly. <laughs> that's what I mean. And if 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 anything, um, if anything else come, uh, comes out of it, you know, let's say let's say they do get a ban or something like that, you're going to get all sorts of court cases. You know, in that like you didn't do this to them, why are you doing it to us? Yeah. Mm. Ah, once again, the FIA managed to make things utterly shit. And you know, you know how I, you know, this nasty habit that everyone always seems to have of thinking of the right joke at just the wrong time. Yeah, yeah. I've just thought about um, the comeback for um, Checo's comment. What was the go on there? Well, Aston Martin were to expect it. You know, Red Bull give you wings. Ooh. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> rock stars and wankers. Moving on. Um, what have I got? Everyone knows who the rock star of this race was. There are. And mo- it was yeah. my guy. It was Fernando. There are more than one rock star. Yeah, I think I no. think we'd, we'd probably throw, throw Stroll into the mix as well. I think his, I'd, yeah. I'd, I think I think I'd, I'd just think I'd throw Aston Martin in as a whole. Yeah. 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 yeah I think you're right. Uh, Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Again, two uh, two great performances and a much better car than last year. It's um, everyone in that team's sort of shined. Uh, let me just check. Shined. Sean. Sean. It's probably yeah. more Shined. more more correct. Yeah. Brightenified. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. Yeah. Um, Gasly for making up eleven places and getting into the points without much safety car help. Go with that. Yeah, uh, that's my mate Wings triumphant on um, on Discord. Always does a rock stars and wankers. He said Stroll's ni- getting neither award for this. He was a rock star for a solid race and good result despite such a painful injury, but also a wanker for nearly punting Alonso and costing him his soon to be podium. So in the end, they cancel no. each other out. Disagree. Racing incident. Yeah, I agree. Alonso left the door open. Alonso was defending from a car that wasn't there. Because he thought, um, I think, did he think one of the uh, Al- Alpines? Not Alpine. No, he was going against uh, Hamilton, was it? The Mercedes? Yeah, he, I think he, it would have uh, been. Yeah, no, he, he, he said in the interview he thought there was a Alfa Tauri, I think it was. He thought the Alfa Tauri was alongside him, but it wasn't. So that's why he took a really, really wide line into that corner and left the door open. <laughs> he had trouble with that corner. Because um, he went, he went wide, and he was battling with Hamilton later on in the race. Mm. Same corner. Yeah. Uh, wankers, McLaren, just for the car. Mm. Ferrari. Yeah. Generally, For, uh, <laughs> it's hard to call them wankers at the first race of the season. I don't like it's to call not, them wankers. It is not. It's hard. No, but it's not. <laughs> I do feel bad calling people wankers at the first race of the season. I mean, nobody did anything. Nobody was just Gunter, nobody Gunter was a Steiner, dickhead. Were Gunter Steiner's rock star and wanker comment was at the first race of the season. There is a precedent. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Alpha Tauri strategists for not bringing De Vries in. Yeah. Um, the Alpine pit crew. That, yes, for undoing yes. Esteban Ocon's fasteners on his front wing. <laughs> yes. Around about two and a half seconds early. Yeah. 
Right. Um, you know, you know, that, I, may, maybe, maybe they get five seconds worth of pips, just like the start pips. Oh, they, 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 they misheard the final yeah. bit pip. And then they're due to, if it's a five second penalty, they're then due to start work on the car when they don't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> this is adding further evidence to the need for the, the grand pip at the end. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna. I've, I know we already said the the whole like Austin Martin team for what they did, but uh, I want to stick the an honourable mention for the pit crew in as well because they operated well. You know, even though under like more pressure than they used to being under. Mm. Yeah. Talking talking of pit crews, talking of pit crews, I saw um, or I got sent. Um, so thanks to um, Steve Terror for sending us this one. It was an advert for a software developer for Haas. And part of the job spec, even though you're a software developer, is being on the pit crew. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, it, it may involve world travel and repetitive lifting and twisting work. <laughs> At least I hope that's being on, thing. I hope that's being on the pit crew. If not, I really don't want to work for Haas. <laughs> One thing. Thing I didn't realize about um, uh, until we saw a certain um, camera angle from uh, I think it was an Alfa Romeo pit stop was the spare rear Jackman. Uh, which <laughs> you know, imagine being that guy on the pit crew, spare <laughs> rear Jackman. Like, you're not the Jackman <laughs> because you're there just in case. <laughs> You got to be ready just in case the jack fails. I mean, or spe- the Jackman <laughs> spare rear Jackman actually sounds like he could be um, the porn star in the adult remake of the Wolverine. Yes. <laughs> and I'm amazed I got to that one before Lee did. No, no, I can see. It surely, sh- I was surely, excited the, about it. surely the uh, comedy porn star version of the Wolverine would be huge Jackman. <laughs> Maybe you need a spare. So maybe. <laughs> um, Stunt double spare rear Jackman. Yeah. Uh, how about the Giovinazzi Participation Award? Uh, Is it Haas? Do you know what? Yeah, I'd, I'd go with that. Yeah, it might be, you know, it might be. Because they, they looked pretty good and then just didn't. Mm. That that's why, that's why I think they might not have got the Participation Award because Hulkenberg had some qualifying heroics. Yeah, yeah. Should we just go K-Mag then? I, I, do you know why I'd go McLaren? The thing is, they they were noticeable. Um, K-Mag... In, in, their, in their absence. <laughs> for, for, for the wrong reasons. That, that's the thing. I mean, you know, they were noticeable enough to make themselves wankers. Oh. I mean, right, um, again, this is going back to what uh, what Wings Triumphant has said on uh, Saturn Discord. He's actually gone for K-Mag. Completely disappeared from the grid as far as, I was, as far as I was concerned. We've got to see Debris being mad, Sonoda being mad, Hulk having damage, Lando suffering, but Magnussen was just quietly mediocre to a quietly mediocre result. Yeah, I couldn't really tell <laughs> yeah, you anything about fair. his race, and yet I know he was there. He participated. That is the definition of participating. Mm. That's the participation award for, uh, for K-Mag, as far as I'm concerned. Um, um, how, what, how do you think... Um, Lando's going to handle a year if if the McLaren like they, let's say they get to Baku when their upgrades there mm-hmm. and it they're still mixing it with like the back of the midfield 
because you know he's he's been pretty faithful with McLaren. You know, he signed that big contract with them and stuff like that. But I I, I really feel that this might be the like the, the undoing of the mm-hmm. of the goodwill towards McLaren. Don't forget, he's a regular Call of Duty streamer as well, so he can take his frustrations out on that. It's just that his Twitch channel may become not safe for work. Yeah, but hasn't he already yeah. punched, hasn't he already punched a wall? Yeah. Yes, in testing. Yeah, because mm. he didn't have his gaming PC with him. Yeah, there's a lot of races this year. He's going to be away from the gaming PC quite a what bit. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think I think the war might have been in place of like, Zach Brown. <laughs> yeah. So Lee, I mean, obviously you you work in the um, in the sort of ancillary to building trade, so you'll know plasterers. Um, tell them to get onto um, McLaren because I think we'll need to take a spare one with them. To be perfectly honest, they needed one when we were there. They, there was some of the decorating. You wouldn't think it, but some of the decorating <laughs> the McLaren Technology Centre was rough. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at all these classic F1 cars, and you're looking at the paint jobs and not on the cars. I was just surprised. <laughs> I, it was one of those things where you always walk around the place. Well, Ron definitely has gone, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Um, do we have any news, bearing in mind it's only Monday, so it's probably all going to happen tomorrow, at time of recording? Because I, no. I, th- I don't think we actually do. Everyone's managed to get through the first Grand Prix weekend of the year without getting fired. Good start. <laughs> you know, makes a, makes a change. Um, so, we'll be back next I week. I don't know, has anyone heard from Esteban Ocon yet? <laughs> um, again, I think whatever he's got to say will not be safe for work. Yeah, at least one of them, is the, the issues is not on him, though, is it? I mean, the, the pit crew touching the car too soon is... That's not a him problem. Yeah, so we'll, we'll find out next week if Alpine has installed pips. <laughs> Um, so yeah we'll be back next week we've got a preview of Saudi Arabia don't forget the prediction competition is open and our F1 Fantasy League as well we've got uh, 90 teams in that let's see if we can get um, get over 100 before the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix Um, just shout out to Original Chris Racing for leading the um, Fantasy League and friend of the podcast Travis Dorado for um, leading the uh, predictions with 38 points this week. And, um, Impressive. Wait, I was thinking, did we get a nine-pointer on from, from Sean on the on the three? It was not three? me. It, no. wa- it wasn't Sean. It was me. Was it you, Paul? It was me. <laughs> it was you. Yes. Um, our own in podcast prediction league. I'll, I'll do the scores. I wasn't going to do it because I was going to be accused of blowing me on trumpet. And but... I got none. I thought, well, no, actually, I got Verstappen. But, uh, um, you, no you, got four, you got four points. Yeah. Um, I got nine with a full top three. Sean had Verstappen, Leclerc, and Alonso, so that's a six-pointer. Chris, you had Verstappen, Alonso, and Stroll, so you got four points. Yes. And Lee, you had Alonso, Sainz, and Hamilton, so mm-hmm. you win the participation award for this week. Yeah. <laughs> and that is that is now on the website. I've at, we've actually gone flash. We're up to date. We're up to date. We are actually putting the um, podcast predictions on the website along with the uh, listeners' predictions. So go to threelegsportwheels.com, look in the game section, and there's uh, links to all the all the stuff in there, even the Fantasy F1. Um, if you want to help us out, you can um, donate and pledge on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash threelegsportwheels and donate anything from one dollar, one euro, one pound, uh, one Bavarian spludderg upwards. I don't know if that's an actual thing. It's 
Sounds like a currency. Um, you get the podcast a little bit early, no adverts on weeks when I'm sponsored, and the occasional extra Patreon show, which I think we'll do one next week because uh, we haven't got a race to review. I think we're I think we're about due to do another Patreon pod, aren't we? Somebody agree with me? I would think so. It means yeah. we have to do something interesting, really, so that we've got something to talk about. I'll find something. <laughs> we've got a lot of Star Wars stuff to watch on TV. We'll talk about that. Um, if you want to get in touch, email is threelegsfourwheels at gmail.com and at threelegsfourwheels on all the socials. And individually on Twitter, we are... At Sean Cowper. At Flood21. At Musty Audio. He got it right! And at, and at Pablo100. Right, we will be back next week and uh, we'll have another race to look forward to. Until then, see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.